welcome everybody to I Can't Book This, episode 5. I'm your host, Fredo, joined again by my co-host, Eddie. And we're here to talk about wrestling. This week, we're going to start things off with Extreme Rules. I want to know, um, we didn't get a, we didn't know last week that this match was going to be a part of the pre-show or the pay-per-view at all, but uh, what was your thoughts about them adding Sin Cara and Andrade, man? Uh, I thought it was dope. I mean, we were just talking about it on the last show. We were talking about how, you know, Sin Cara and that Andrade, uh, Almas match, you know, uh, we thought it was good, to, you know, on, uh, on SmackDown. But the next, you know, then they added to the pay-per-view. I was like, hmm, maybe they're giving us a listen every once in a while, huh? Because, like, hey, we're at least predicting one thing every week. Like, it's seeming like that. We're starting our little track record, man. But then at the same time, though, I'm not going to sit there and, and just stay in our bubble. I did see quite a few people online praising that match, too. So a lot of people were seeing what we were well, seeing of course. in that match, yeah, man. Of course. You got to be, be blind not to see that shit. But uh, I thought the first match was second than the better. Or I thought the first match was better than the second. Okay, I see what you said. So saying. I was like, okay. Yeah, because like I said, they were really going in on the first one. Like, but like the, our jobs the, are on the line. <laughs> the second one was was good. Hey, on a, on a kickoff show, I, that's great. I'll take that any day. Yeah, it, it was a good match, man. I'm just happy for both those guys that they, you know, actually got a look from management. Like, yo, we got to put them on. And all it took was one match. So, like, I was really happy about that. Wish we would have knew about it, you know, leading into the podcast last week. But, you know, obviously we're talking about it now. But, yeah, I, I, I can agree with you. I think the first match was better because they were going really hard, man. Like, you could act like, was this a one-off deal? Like, you didn't know if you were going to see these guys again on TV after that as hard as they was going. So, yeah, they toned it down a little bit. But there was some dope-ass spots, though. Of course, yeah. There was, was some dope-ass spots. I like that little um, – I don't know what to call it. I don't know if I want to call it a Hurricane Karana or or whatever. It's, it's a reverse the reverse. Yeah, right? yeah, the reverse yeah. joint from the corner, yeah. man. He's be spiking his ass with that shit. I love that move, man. Hopefully they throw that in two K nineteen. But uh, <laughs> yeah, man, I really dug the match. I'm, I'm I, like I said, the first one was better, but it was still a good match nonetheless. I uh, I, f- I feel like ever since Cian Almas has made his debut, like in like on the main stage and at the Royal Rumble, his stock has gone nothing but up. He's the, like I just uh, mentioned off mic. He's like one of the only few people that's been called up that they're actually like, okay, wow, you're not shitting on him. He's not losing, you know, every match. Like, okay, I like it. Former uh, New Japan guy, so yeah. When I found that out, because you know I, we're not too versed in our New Japan, you know, we're just you know, we're starting to get on it a little bit, a little bit, you know, with the whole different time schedules and stuff like that, and then trying to fit it in our schedules with watching all the WWE product. It's it's a little much, you know, but you know. When I found that out, I'm like, okay, so he's not just an un because I thought he was like just an unknown guy from Mexico, you know what I mean? Like that might have had some good ring work and you know just how it is. Maybe had a tryout. That's what I was thinking the road he took. So to find out he was from New Japan, like, okay, y'all really do got your eyes everywhere looking for everybody. Well, that's Triple H. Triple H is doing his thing, man. <laughs> now I, I didn't have it on the docket, but did you even want to talk about the uh, New Day Insanity match on the pre-show before we get to the main card? I thought it was pretty good. Um, the table match. I yeah. mean. I like the ending, yeah. Yeah, the ending was pretty dope. You you really don't see that a lot. Uh, overall, it was, you know, a solid. But, you know, it's just great to see the sanity, sanity getting used, you know. You can't call and winning. These, yeah, and winning huh, over the New Day. So, you know, maybe you guys are trying to give them a look. Let's, you know, let's keep pushing for that. That's, that's something I'd love to see. And I commend WWE. I do want to go on record and say that because, you know, 
we talked about New Day in the first or second podcast, and you know just the way that WWE pushes them, how much uh, you know merchandise they push. Like it's kind of cool that WWE is like we're gonna let the new guys go over, because they could have been like we're gonna give them one win, and then you guys are gonna do your typical stuff and you know overcome and win. So I'm kind of liking that they're actually letting Sanity go over multiple times on New Day. But now we're going to switch to the main card of Extreme Rules, uh, the tag team match. The B team versus Bray and Matt Hardy. What was your thoughts on that? Really shocking because both Matt and Bray came out strong. Like, they, they started off this the match, like, really strong. And I'm like, oh, this is about to be a wash, maybe. <laughs> and, like, I was like, okay. And then all of a sudden, B team took over and, and won. And I was like... Holy shit! I was like, man, I would, I wasn't expecting that one. I, that, that was a shocker to me because it feels like you guys are giving, you know, you know, uh, Matt and Bray their big push, and you know, like letting them get over with the crowd and really pushing that uh, woken stuff. And for that to happen, I was like, okay, what are we doing here? I was like, all right. I mean, I, I'm, I'm okay with it. You yeah, know, I, I mean, I'm not mad at it at all. I mean, they were my pick last week when we made our predictions, and I was still shocked when they won because I made them as my pick last week, but I didn't expect WWE to run with it, man. I did not see the B team really winning. Did I want it? Did I think it would be a cool idea? Yeah, but I just didn't really truly believe that that's what was going to happen, so that shocked me still when that happened. But I just like the whole idea of it, you know, two brothers getting the getting the ring with each other for a title, whether it's a singles or a tag. I just think that was kind of dope that they got to mix it up on a pay per view. I want I want to know has that happened since uh, Owen and Brett brothers? To be honest, I would really have to think. I know a lot of guys online will be like, "Oh, how the hell do you not know this?" It's blah blah blah. But like literally, I, I don't know off the top of my head. Well, but it might have been. I don't probably know. Matt might have been. Yeah, yeah, Matt and Jeff because. They did their program. Yeah. They did so. their program where they were uh, beefing. I think that shit ended up ending at Wrestle, one of the WrestleManias. Yeah. So, so, I mean, yeah, they did have their little program. But, I mean, there's probably other people, too, that, you know, how WWE doesn't always say who is family. They pick and choose yeah. who they let us know who's really family. So, it might have been some people that we might not have paid attention to. But, yeah, off the top of my head, I guess, right now, the last people I can think of is Jeff and Matt. But, uh so what do you think? Uh, I guess we can kind of sidebar it on this. It's, it's attached to each other. But uh, do you think that it's it's over with for Matt and uh, Bray's tag team? Do you think they've kind of reached their, their pinnacle and it's done now? Like their WWE is going to move on? Or do you think they're going to get a, you know, win this rematch next week and regain their belts? Or do you think it's just going to be a blow off and they're going to just do their own shit? I think they're going to let it go a little little longer. But I think that eventually... Jeff's tar- starting to talk that broken shit. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, yeah, you know, saw I'll that get to that. Like, but, you know, <laughs> I was like, what? Okay, uh, I'm with it. So I think they'll let that go for a while, but next year I think, you know, and this is just me speculation. I don't have any proof of this, but I think when the Young Bucks come over to WWE next year, it'll be uh, Matt and Jeff versus the Young Bucks for the championships. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's money on the table. Vin- if he was smart. He he knows like when he brought them back at the WrestleMania, he knows that they were they just finished a huge program with the Bucks for the ROH tag titles. He knew that shit. He knew that them crowds were crazy thick over there trying to see them boys play. So it was like, yeah, if you're smart, you're gonna be like, we'll let you guys do your own shit, Jeff. You get this title, but when this shit goes down next year in 2019, you guys are gonna get back together and it's back to business as usual. 
So I can I can totally agree with that. I can definitely see that shit happening. Moving on to the Finn Balor and Corbin match. Like I said last week, I wasn't too interested in it, but it was a solid match, man. Baron was uh, pretty decent. I got to give him his props in that match. He was pretty decent. But uh, what was your takeaway from that match? Uh, the the const the what, how do you say constable the Corbin. constable. I thought he he has this style. You know how he they try to throw him in the ropes, then he you know goes you know, slides out and then comes back in. Yeah, he really did that to a T. Uh, that match, and I really liked it, man. He you know he he looked good. You know he looked looked like a believable big guy. Yeah, to me. So obviously he wasn't gonna go for Finn, but he it was a good it was a good match for me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I can definitely say it was a definite solid match. It was just. I don't know, man. Like, maybe it was the storyline itself that's why I wasn't so invested in it. Because, like I said last week, I'm not rolling. There's nothing that, you know, I'm not really interested. But the at least the match was solid. Finn, obviously, was going to go over because Baron, he's doing this little, you know, character role right now. So, he's not in no line for no titles or nothing like that. So, I just kind of figured that he wasn't going to win. Yeah, it was, uh, it, was, it was pretty decent. So, you know, I mean, I'll take it. Right. Good wrestling. My least favorite part of the show, Carmella is still champion. She uh, ends up throwing Asuka face first into the cage that was lowered because James Ellsworth weaseled his way out and was dangling. So the cage was lowered in in an attempt to get him down and Carmella came in and took advantage and yeah, got the pin. So now she's beaten Asuka twice. Yeah, uh, it was, it was... You know, I exactly what I expected. It really pissed me off, but I guess let Oscar go out in a way she doesn't look weak. I guess I uh, try to look at the positive side. I'm not trying to be negative all the time, but you know. yeah, I mean, yeah, I can agree with that. At least it wasn't just some a roll up. Cause you can you imagine how pissed we would have been like if she would have won by a roll up because her back was towards her, and you know what I mean? Like yeah. that would have been way more bullshit. So I will agree with that. At least it you know it it took her getting her face ran into a steel cage. Yeah, uh, overall. So, I mean, you know, what piss- what pisses me off is we keep doing this stupid fucking stipulation with, with the cage over, you know, the shark cage. I get it. They wanted to push toys. Yeah. When they did it in NXT, I get it. You guys wanted to push merchandise to the kids, but we don't start, we don't need to start bringing this around every other couple pay-per-views, though, you know, or every other feud, somebody has to be locked up in the cage. Well, what's annoying is if you're going to do it, make sure they don't have any weapons or shit to get them out the cage. Like, actually make it so they don't get out. Like, why are we doing it? The reason is we're keeping away from the match. I understand, hey, blah, blah, blah. She, you know, she had to get her win or whatever. But come on, man. Like, what are we doing here? Like, why why would you bring up Asuka when she could have had a few with a couple different people in NXT? Why did you bring her up for this shit? Like, and, like, are why doing? are you letting Carmella well, – well, why are you trying to build Carme- Carmella's career off of Asuka? Why are you letting some, you know, some new some newbie – get all this glory off of her name that makes zero sense because i'm telling you in 10 years nobody's gonna give a fuck about carmella man that's just me keeping it real with you like nobody's gonna care about her oscar is still gonna be a big thing in 10 years so i don't know why you're trying to piggyback success off of oscar when oscar's a sure thing and you're trying to force carmella and then you know the internet as always is always divided you got people that's indifferent you got people that's on you know team mella is money and then you got people like me that legit don't like her. It's nothing against her as a person. When I say these kind of things, I don't know. I don't even know her real name, but it's not nothing against the real person behind Carmella. But your character is trash. Your wrestling is trash. 
Like, so when you guys try to push the narrative of, oh, she's getting a reaction. Yes, from the kids that hate her because she's getting pushes over Becky and Charlotte. Yeah, those are legit boos from the kids. But when you got grown adults, it's not because of that. I'm looking at different things when I watch wrestling. I'm looking at ring work. I'm looking if motherfuckers are botching, if motherfuckers are taking their sweet ass time, not being in place for shit. And she's not that great. You can talk on the microphone. I give it to you that, like I said last time, you're basically, you know, a carbon copy of Enzo on the mic. You know what I mean? So it's like you can talk a little bit. But other than that, like, I really hate the fact that she's still the champion. And I guess some people are going to say, oh, she's doing her job. Fuck off, nigga. She's not doing her job. To me, she's really wasting a spot on the SmackDown women's roster, a place where you guys at one time had it as the most focal point of the women's revolution. So what is, like, I really want to know, like, how do you feel about her? Like, okay, we can get off of the whole her beating Asuka twice. Okay, it is what it is. It's in the past. Nothing can be done about it. But, like, how do you feel about them letting her build names off of these people that they're letting, that she's doing? Why? Okay, I could see her beating, okay, Sasha, sure. Maybe you get that off. But for, like, this monster, like, that never lost, loses to at least a a really, you know, really good outstanding wrestler in Charlotte. Yeah. So at least she lost to Charlotte. Okay, well, what? why Why would you do that? Because you've already had this woman that's built, and Charlotte's good, but not, not excellent. And it's like, okay, well, why would she lose to her? Okay, maybe you're building Charlotte, and we're, and we're building to, like, a year-long feud where they both of them don't lose, and it's like, you know, they're both monsters. Yeah. Are we doing that? Okay, well, that makes sense. But why are we, why are we going to ruin Asuka's whole whole thing that you that you've built well triple h built then you bring on the main roster she loses and then she loses to a woman that she regularly beat on nxt like women like that yeah that was always my main gripe when it came to the whole oscar and carmelo situation like if this was nxt she would be tapping her ass out in less than a minute carmelo has not improved since that much since fucking nxt so i refuse to believe that oh that's why they're doing it like i don't know what it is that they see in her that they want to push. Maybe it's because they think that she's getting reactions, so that might be the reason. But to me, it's not all the reactions that you guys think that you're getting. It's a lot of, like, kind of like, it's not on, up there on the Brock hate levels because you guys are doing a bang-up job making people annoyed with Brock. It's not even because we legit hate him. It's just we we haven't had a championship match in how many months since WrestleMania. No, if I, that, I, no, I think he uh, beat Roman at the Greatest Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Forgot all about that shit. Yeah, that. Yeah, but since then, no. That's why I don't know, man. Like, I'm just really not digging the character. I mean, um, I didn't really agree with the finish. I mean, it is what it is, though. I mean, like I, like we said, at least she was made to look strong. Be You know, look strong. She wasn't just rolled up or, you know, some simple-ass move and lost. So I, I can't be too upset about it, but little over it though uh and you know just just for the people that actually listen like you know, i'm not trying to sound like a hater like i know we're, we're gonna get, we're gonna get labeled as haters for this but it's like there's just too much talent on the women's roster for this shit to be happening uh why are we doing it <laughs> you know what's the end game I swear to god we gotta get those shirts pushed up <laughs> what is the end game Moving on, though, uh, Shinsuke and Jeff Hardy for the United States Championship. Ain't going to lie, going into the pay-per-view, I was kind of excited. You know, I, I was like, you know, they're probably going to have a dope match, but low blow. 
God damn it, Shinsuke. Like, here we are again with this. So, uh, you know, he gets in his low blow bag and, you know, does this thing. Then Jeff insists on telling the ref to start the match. Kinsasa, boom, it's over with. And that looked very vicious. I will, I will give it to Jeff. He wasn't trying to, you know, put too much arms up. And, you know, he took that shit. So it's over. One, two, three. What do you think about that before I get to the second part of this subject? My first reactions? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Swag of Horror got the title, I guess. <laughs> like, let's go. Yeah, I mean, he was my pick, but I mean, that way, like, I mean, I guess, I guess. I mean, my picks are losing at this point. So it's like, I mean, I guess that <laughs> you know, Jeff, Jeff comes off with the title. Like, let's go. Man. Then, I don't know, before we go to the second part, like, I. I was just kind of I wasn't I can't say upset I was just looking forward to a good match between them yeah, I, of I, fig, I figured we were gonna get that so I was just a little let down by that so but then the second part of this is we get a re- returning Randy Orton for whatever reason is very pissed off at Jeff <laughs> he has some type of problem with Jeff stomps him in the nuts <laughs> so what was your take on that out of all people, Randy returns to beef with Jeff. Uh, what? Like, that's my, that's, that was my first thing. Like, okay, I heard his music and I was like, what the fuck? Like, what's going on? And then he comes out and then just stomps my boy Jeff in the nuts. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, what did Jeff do to you? Like, why would you just come out and stomp my boy's nuts like that? That's just bogus, but... Uh, I didn't, I was just like, okay, like, why are we doing, why are we like absolutely burying <laughs> the oh. former U.S. champ like this? I'm just really hoping Jeff is just injured and it's just their way of working him out of TV without just letting him get, a, you know, a straight injury from a match. Like, I'm hoping that's just what it is, that they're just slowly working him off of television because he's going to keep getting assaulted. So I'm hoping that's the case. But, yeah, all in all in that match, obviously, there's nothing to rates it's just it was a quick match happy uh shinsuke is finally a champion on the main roster even though it's not the main belt but i'll take it like i think he's i think he's gonna be a good u.s champ who knows how long he's gonna hold it but i think he's gonna be a good u.s champ though yeah i mean hopefully let's 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 swag so he's good one of my favorite mat moving on to one of my favorite matches at a uh, pay-per-view and probably a lot of your guys is uh Braun versus kevin in the cage kevin owens in the cage before I before I go, I'll let you go first on this one. What was your thoughts on this match? Okay, when I first saw it, I was like, "All right, this match is pretty dope." I re I rewatched it and you know looked at it from different angles, and uh, could have been a lot better. Yeah, yeah, could have been a lot better. Like, but this is from my my you know, my standpoint. Like, you could have had kept you could have built Kevin Owens as a beast that was actually kind of fucking with Brock, and this could have been like a really dope, heavy, violent match. But it was just, you know. Uh, Kevin tried to, you know, put a uh, handcuff on him yeah. and shit, and I was just like, you know, it was just predictable. Obviously, Braun's breaking out of that yeah, shit. Yeah, if he's flipping cars, he's definitely breaking handcuffs. <laughs> he's too strong for that shit. And, uh, but, yeah, I, I ran it back, and I was just, I don't know, I, especially him, the, the cage spot, I was like, that's not even a hell in a cell. And then on top of that, it was just like, when you when you actually look at it from the top angle, he just, like, kinds of, kinds of like, 
like kind yeah. of like barely pushes him. Try to guide his body. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> no, nah, you gotta be. You land if, you're gonna, if you're gonna do it, you gotta be ruthless like fucking Undertaker was and really throw that motherfucker off that cage. Mick Foley was fucking crazy, bro. That's the only reason we got that spot. Mick, crazy, Mick uh, Foley's ass was crazy, and that's the only reason we got that shit. Ain't nobody gonna let some motherfucker wing them off some fucking structure like that in 2018. I don't believe. Maybe, definitely not in WWE. Let me rephrase that. That shit definitely ain't happening in WWE. They're going to guide somebody over an edge. They're not going to just New Jack somebody over a fucking balcony. They're not going to do that. <laughs> well, nobody can do the New Jack. He threw Buddy purposely like that. But, okay. I mean, I don't know. It was, when, when I ran it back, I didn't, I didn't really like it as much as I first thought. Now, my take on it was, in the beginning, I was kind of like, okay, Kevin's just going to get washed. You know, I don't know, even know why they put him in a cage. And, you know, he's going to get these hands. It's going to be over with. But I liked it when Braun was like, you're, you know, your thing is fight Owens, fight, but you're a coward. Fight me type shit. Like, I dug that. Like, and then Kevin Owens finally grew some balls and actually started throwing hands. Had Braun reeling a little bit during the match. I'm like, okay, we're getting offense from both people. Braun's not just whooping his ass. I can dig that. Finally got Kevin to stop acting like a pussy. So I'm like, all right, cool. So that's the one reason I kind of dug the match. I'm not saying, oh, top tier, one of the best matches of the card. No. Obviously, the spot of the match is what made that match. But, like, it was a decent match in my opinion. I'm glad that Kevin is, you know, not on this scary shit anymore. But to move on to that bump, I feel like it's because of what? I could have swore it's, like, around the 20-year anniversary or some shit of, of that happening with the Hell in the Cell shit with Mick yeah. Foley. So maybe it was on some, you know, shout out to him. You know, we're not doing it on the cell, but, you know, eh, a little reminiscent of that bump. But you are right, though. He, Braun did just guide him. He didn't wing him. Yeah. They had airbags under the table. I mean, when you rewatch the pay-per-view now, they cut that uh, camera angle. But when you were watching the pay-per-view live, you could see, like, they had a front view of the, uh, the table as after it went down. And you could see the airbags just going down and shit. So it was protected. They were trying to protect him from taking that high of a fall. So... No, you got to do that shit reckless. <laughs> Y'all, see, that's the thing, man. If you're going to do a crazy spot, man, you really got to... Really sell it. Like, I'd be pissed off if I was in that front row and saw that shit. Everybody's going down like, oh, nah. I had my first. That'd be, oh, nah. Like, what? You know, but, you know, that's the, we got spoiled with that shit. So, I guess, you know, we, we're, we're used to watching fucking tack matches and yeah, barbed man. wire matches. Like Come from a different era. So, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. You would like to see that shit, but, man, it's just. I guess we got spoiled. I, I can't be too mad. I mean, you know, I guess, yeah. Good, good for uh, Kevin Owens. Moving on. Roman Reigns versus Bobby Lashley, or Bob, whatever you want to call him. What was your take on that match? Uh, I mean, I, once again, I just, there's nobody to lead a match for somebody to, you know, like to, when, usually when you have two people that aren't good at wrestling, you try to match them with somebody that can really get them over. Yeah. And to me, in those matches, it's just average to slightly above average. It's nothing major. It's nothing amazing with those two wrestling. You know, that's why I don't like the feud. Because I, I don't see the great wrestling there, you know. If you're, if you're going to have your two main guys and these are the guys, well, then you're not putting the right two main guys in the picture. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Bobby's tightened up a little bit in the ring. Because, like, you know, when we had the first podcast, I was like, yo... You know, he's really sloppy. He's dropping people. He's too damn big to be dropping skinnier guys than him. You know, he's he's too strong for that. He shouldn't be doing that. But he's tightened up. But, like, yeah, this this feud really ain't doing anything for me. Uh, I have a couple gripes. Well, I'll, the main gripe is about how the the way the match ended. 
to my knowledge, Bobby might—he only hit him with one spear, no? Or did he spear him twice during that match? I want to say it was only once. Okay, now if I'm wrong, I stand—I'll stand corrected. But currently, I'm just gonna go with my thought process on it. So he's able to kick out of multiple F5s, right? He's able to kick out of tombstones, choke slams, but Bobby Lashley's able to hit his ass one time, maybe twice if I'm wrong. Hit his ass one time, and it's over with. I'm kind of confused about how you guys try to build shit up. Like you do all this shit, having him kick out of F5s and tombstones and get suplexed 32 times, but one spear from Bobby Lashley. Then how the fuck is he a contender for Brock then? Please tell me how how even though you know they've had their history already, but I, how is that? Then you gotta put Bobby in the title picture then if you're gonna run with it like that. That's just my opinion. I mean, I'm not trying to tell these guys how they should run their business, but this is just my opinion. If you're going to do it like that, he has to be the number one contender. Well, like I said, on, I said this on the podcast last time. I think Bobby's way more believable, right? Yes, a like way more, more credible believable. threat than, than Roman, someone that's been getting washed for three years, basically. Like, yes, he's way more credible than Roman at this point. Yeah, so I... I mean, is it realistic for Roman to beat even Bobby? No, not to me. So it's like, I guess, you know, maybe this is, this is the end of Roman's push till next rest or next summer or WrestleMania. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I, that's the way I'm looking at it, you know, like, okay, I guess like, I mean, I was cool with Bobby winning cause you know, yeah. I'm, I'm not too big on Roman, you know I mean? So I, cause just basically cause I'm tired of seeing him in the title picture. It's not like no personal hate, like some of you weirdos on Twitter trying to, disrespect the man's daughter and shit like it ain't no type of hate like that like i'm just you know a little bit over his character so i was happy to see bobby win but there'll be more on that later in the show a lot more on that later in the show but we're gonna move on to the uh raw women's championship match between nia jackson and alexa bliss first and foremost before we get into this she wasn't a contender in the match, but I just want to give a shout-out to Mickey James. That girl was in some damn heels and fucking taking spots and bumps and shit. Like, that has to be a special talent, I mean, to be able to be in some damn heels. And you're getting whipped around, and you're not fumbling everywhere. Like, you, you like, that's why I'm like, okay, shout-out to her for doing that shit, because that had to be kind of hard to be trying to do all that shit in some fucking heels. Yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> that's a true vet right there. <laughs> for real. <laughs> But, yeah, now getting to the main uh, part, though, like, yeah, what was your take on the match? What did you think about it? Just, it's annoying to me. Like, I, I mean, it was just so predictable just because you already knew Ronda was going to be in the front row. You, you are, every, everything was already, like, pre, pretty much pre, predetermined. We knew. Yeah, because you did say something about Ronda jumping over the barricade last week. So, yeah, you, yeah it was predictable. It was predictable. <laughs> I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand what you're doing. So, I, like, I'm not mad at it or nothing. But it's, like, to me, it's a little annoying. Like, I I mean I guess Alexa keeps the title, you know, it was interference or whatever, you know, DQ so whatever. Nia technically got the one win, right? I think cuz No, that was no, 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 it was an extreme rules match. Was no DQ. Oh, no, it was. No, she ended up uh, uh but, beating on her with a chair then DDTing her, yeah. did her little DDT on the chair and pinned her. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. My bad. But yeah, I mean it was just predictable. We already knew that there was going to be interference and it was just a lot of a lot of bullshit, you know, around the ring. Yeah, we we yeah, we definitely knew that was going to happen, you know, like you said that was predictable. But one thing I liked about it though, and I'm not you are the Nia Jax fan, so I'm surprised that you ain't saying this. I like that they at least made Nia look strong. 
that it didn't just take some kendo sticks and Mickey to like distract her and she gets hit and she's out. Like she had to get beat up with a chair, DDT on a chair to get pinned. I, I did like that. They made her look strong. Yeah, she's well, even in losing. It's it's hard to not make Nia look strong, you know. So I mean, it was it's, always it's part of her character. Yeah. She has to be rough. She she's, can't just she be has an to, easy. She blow. has to get off all those spots, you know. She has to, you know, grab a girl by her hair and throw her across the ring, you know. She has to get off those spots and look strong. So, you know, overall though, it was a pretty good match. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I can't really say nothing too bad. I mean, I was a little annoyed with you know the whole Ronda inclusion and. That's just me. I mean, I'm just I'm just not sold yet, man. Like I'm not gonna go too hard on her, but I just think it's not her time to even be floating around the picture. But more on that again when we move on to different subjects. But right now we're gonna bump into the main event of the pay per view, which I'm really shocked because I was for sure thinking Reigns and Bobby was gonna go last. But I even tweeted, I think Vince honestly knew if we put that shit on last, people are gonna turn it off. Dave, especially if we give them every other match. The people that are not fans of these guys are going to tune out and we're going to get a big viewership drop on our pay-per-view. So I think they called an audible and that's why they ended up having uh, Seth Rollins and Dolph go last. But so salute to them for actually letting a title main event, even though it could have been AJ, but supposedly the rumor is nobody backstage was high on that match of Rusev and AJ. Oh, yeah, that's one match that we didn't even uh, touch on that I didn't put down. What was your before we even get to the main event? Sorry, shit happens. Players fuck up. But what about AJ and uh, Rusev? What did you think of their match? Really good. Yeah, it was it was a great match to me. Uh, we we you know we've been predicting you know AJ's not gonna get the title taken off him until after the game comes out. Yeah. So to me it was it was a real great match. I mean I didn't think Rusev was gonna win. Yeah, you know, I like I. Yeah, I, 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 I can't, I can't lie. I, I, pick, I think I picked him to win, but just because of I want him to win. But yeah, kind of like how I did with the B yeah, team. You're not yeah, too sure, I, but you would just like to see it. <laughs> that's what I like to see, you know. But it's whatever. I mean, it was a great match. You know, AJ. It's it's hard. You know, AJ is the guy that could lead a few. Yeah, that's the guy that can make Rusev look great. I feel like AJ can't be like he. Whatever feud you throw this man in is gonna be, if not gold, it's gonna be good. Yeah. Like I have yet, like off the top of my head, I really can't think of a feud he's had since he's been in WWE. That's like I'm over it. I don't want to see this pay per view match. Like no, I've I've always wanted to see. Even when he was going against Shane, I think that might have been the least my least favorite feud of his. But like even when he was going feuding with Shane, I wanted to see the matches. So yeah, whatever you throw him in is good. But as far as Rusev goes, I hope that this puts a you know a idea in management's head that he's not just a mid carder that he could be somebody, whether it's Raw or SmackDown, he could be a contender. You know, you do have other people that can be in the title picture. Yeah, I I like Rusev, so I hope I hope they keep him around, but I'd, uh, I'd rather have see Rusev face, like, uh, over on Raw, like a Braun or something. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That would be a good match. That's something I he's would not, like. He's to not see. as tall as Braun, but he's a tough motherfucker, man, so that would be, that would, yes, that would definitely be a well, good match, in my opinion. Well, during the match, uh, AJ kept kicking him in the leg. But AJ has, a, down. you know, AJ has the leg kicks and shit. But him against Braun, that's yeah. Rusev ain't no bitch. So. Yeah, I'd be there for that. I, won't, I would want to see that, man. Um, now we're gonna jump into the uh, main event. I already did my setup about how I appreciated what they did with all that. But what was your takeaway from that half an hour Iron Man match? I guess we're we're from an era where you know we've seen great Iron Man matches, like like. An angle and Lesnar Iron Man match on SmackDown, shit like yeah. that. We're from a we're from a time where, 
it was pure action. To me, for 30 minutes, there wasn't enough action. There was a lot of stalling to me. And the crowd obviously sucked at the end. Yeah, fuck you. Like, fuck all of y'all that was doing that buzzer counting down bullshit. You, I mean, I get it. You paid your money that you worked for. You paid your money. So technically, you get to do what you want. But y'all got to chill with this trying to hijack shows. Like, you're not going to get put into a video game. They're not going to do an article about you individually. So you guys are just coming off as jackasses. And you're being disrespectful to these guys that are actually in the ring trying to entertain you fucks. Like, I mean, I've never been to an actual wrestling show, but I would not fucking act like that even if Roman was on. Yeah, I'll boo, but I'm not going to sit there. Let's start up some bullshit chants just to sit there and try to hijack the attention. These guys are sitting there working hard trying to give you some product in the ring, and you rather must try to make it about yourself. So I just want to say, again, a big fuck you to that crowd that was doing that. Yeah, uh, it probably would have made the match better. I think that definitely played a factor. That shit sucks. I mean, you guys can't compete. You know, I... Okay, yeah, we get a This Is Awesome chant or something like that. That's pretty cool, but, like... Or a Roman... Or not a Roman sucks, but so-and-so sucks. Those yeah. things are cool, but when you're, like, doing the... Literally, bro, for damn near the whole half an hour they were counting down yeah. on the clock. That is bullshit. A whole half an hour, you fucks had nothing entertaining in that match. And it's not even like it was a bogus match, man. It was fucking CrossFit Jesus and fucking the Cell guy. Come on, man. Y'all could not get entertained by that at all? Now, don't get me wrong. I thought the match could have been way better. But, yeah. Yeah, I will agree with that. But, I mean, it's not like it was some bums in the ring. That's why I'm like, come on, man. I don't know. Maybe they were tired. I don't know. They were trying to go home. (laughs) Because I don't even think the crowd reacted like that during the Bobby Lashley and Reigns match. They were doing their shit, but they didn't hijack that match like that. So, that's what I'm saying. I'm very baffled by, I mean, I would expect that for a Roman Reigns-Bobby Lashley match. But not the main event that you guys all wanted. Everybody damn near wanted that belt to be in the main title picture because I was not, or the, not the title picture, but the main event because it was an Iron Man match. And this is the, the way you thank them. Yeah. So when they stop giving you what you want, don't be online crying about the shit because it's shit like that that makes them be like, F y'all. You don't deserve it. <laughs> but yeah, that's whatever. I One mean, thing I do want to say, I hated that finish. I hated that fucking finish where you can see Seth look at the damn clock, see that it was like. 13 or 12 seconds around there left he takes his slow ass time to fucking do his move and then you want to sit there and be grabbing at the air like like you just magically ain't got it in you because the time's clicking down and you fucking jump on the guy at zero seconds that blew me we went through a whole half an hour for it to finish like that you mean to tell me that you couldn't get on him at two seconds at least so you can get a one two you literally fucking slow drag on purpose it's visible in the match you purposely do that. I never had a complaint about Seth Rollins, that, to my knowledge, that I can think of. But that today's the day. That really pissed me off, man. That was on you. You dropped the ball on that one. Because Dolph was already down. It was on you to get to him. Not fucking act like you're swimming trying to get to him. That really pissed me off on that part. So it was an okay match. It wasn't like the barn burner that everybody was expecting. There were some cool spots. Some cool transitions and shit, you know what I mean? They did their typical spots that they always do, but just for it to end like that, that was kind of annoying. And then for it to get restarted, because then I had a little glimmer of hope, like, shout out to Kurt. He's going to make sure, you know, you know, CrossFit Jesus goes over. No, just for somebody that was already kicked out of a match, Drew McIntyre, to come back, distract them, and then Dolph do his finisher and get the one win because yeah. of a sudden death. So that, I guess the first finish pissed me off more than the second one, but I'm just like, I, I guess, man. 
I guess. It's not WrestleMania, so I'm not going to act like these guys got to have WrestleMania-caliber matches. It would be nice. Well, maybe I just want too much. <laughs> don't don't sit there and promote a fucking Iron Man match with two great workers, and it's you. Why is McIntyre even at the ring? Like I understand. Speaking of McIntyre, the back the backtrack a little bit. What was your take on the beginning of the match with that shit? You're supposed to be Dolph's boy, but yet then you're costing him points by getting him disqualified by jumping on Seth Rollins. Like I was kind of confused by that. Are you splitting up with Dolph? Why the hell are you trying to cost him his match? Even though he ended up winning as time went on, but because of him, no, he he did that. That's what didn't make sense to me. Like, okay, you're having DQ, but then he ends up getting three fucking pins off of fucking McIntyre back to back to back, and that shit really pissed me off. Yes, that shit was like, okay, what are we doing? <laughs> so confused right now. I'm like, I was like, what the fuck? Like, there was just a lot of things that didn't make sense. The crowd was fucking horrible. There was just everything just rubbed me wrong about that match, and it was just like, what? What a like dirt okay and i understand you know you're trying to get drew over or whatever and you know you're trying to get them to be over but it's like why is he don't even need to be at ringside for this this is two men that are great wrestlers that don't need anybody around i've been saying that from jump since they put the two together i've been saying that drew does not need Dolph. Dolph does not need drew so i really don't see the math behind or not the math the science of these motherfuckers being together dude i really don't drew needs to break off i believe he's already proven that he should be in some title pictures whether it's the intercontinental or the main universal at some point but i think in my opinion he's proved that he's ready to go this ain't the old drew mcintyre that we had before he left to the indies and shit this is a whole different guy he has the look now because when he was back in the baby face shit it wasn't believable to me I like this little future shock DDT that Dean Ambrose basically does now. But, I mean, that's all he had going for him was a damn finisher. He did not look believable as a threat or anything. Now is a whole different dude. He's done hulked up and everything. Run with that. Unless he's injury prone, <laughs> that's the only reason I would pair him up or anybody up is to have somebody save your ass because you might get injured. But if you are good to go, I'm going to let you have free reign. That would just be me, though. But all in all, though, how would you... Uh, rate this pay-per-view uh, If we're doing it out of five stars I'd probably give it like a No how about we do this Because we did the poll On Twitter A, B, C, D, or F Oh I mean Let me just be clear Nobody did, Not that we had hundreds of votes But nobody Voted A Nobody thought that was a great pay-per-view well, Nobody Um, Like in between a C and a D to me Yeah Probably probably on the C side, though, I guess. I mean... Yeah, I gave it a C. Me, personally, I gave it a C. But, yeah, uh, yeah, for the poll, 17% said B, 39% said C, 44% said D or F. So, a lot of people were not happy with that pay-per-view. So, once again, we can't feel bad for talking the shit that we talking about it because we're just basically speaking what other people are probably feeling, too. So, that just goes to show you. But now that we're off that, I'm going to have to switch gears to Monday Night Raw. <laughs> now, we're going to start things off with the whole Brock ultimatum. The previous night on Extreme Rules, Kurt Angle came out and said that, you know, if Brock doesn't want to defend his championship, he's going to be stripped, which was received by a huge pop. The whole crowd started cheering when they heard that shit. It was sign number one. They want the belt off of Brock. They don't want him as champion. When you're talking about just the mere speaking about stripping him, 
gets the crowd to get a roar like that, that's speaking volumes. But anyways, starting off with uh, the champ, you know, Kurt Angle coming out about to strip the champion, and of course, Paul Heyman has to come out to cut. They sit there and they go back and forth and Kurt Angle threatens him, you know, if he doesn't defend his championship at SummerSlam, he will be stripped. So Paul agrees and he goes on this little thing about, oh, you know, Brock wants to be universal champion. He loves being universal champion. He wants to go win the UFC heavyweight championship so he can be a champion in both sports. And he wants to go to the octagon with the universal champion around championship around his waist wasn't just months ago you guys were talking that cash shit about brock not really giving a fuck about wwe or that belt so which one is it like because i mean granted oh he's a heel that's just part of his character he had to suck up and try to sleaze his way out of the trouble that they were gonna do i get that but like once again y'all got to pay attention to what you guys are saying on these recorded episodes that we can now go back and watch it was different in the 90s when you guys could do some shit and we no, not everybody had internet, so there was nobody really going back and fact-checking shit. But now when I can go on the network or Hulu or whatever have you, and I can go back and see your promos of you, we don't care. Brock doesn't care. That's why I'm here and he's at home because he doesn't care about none of you people, blah, blah, blah. And then the fast-forward because you get threatened, oh, now we're going to act like Brock cares and, you know, just to keep this story prolonged till SummerSlam. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, they're just, it's a storyline. I, I just I just really hate it. To me, it, it was just, it was dumb. You know, you guys knew that you weren't going to strip Brock. It's been public knowledge now for quite some time that you guys are trying to swerve everybody by getting everybody on this hate train for Brock and make us all believe that he's really on his way to UFC, which he probably is. I mean, now that he's back into that testing pool. But, I mean, you're legit playing it like it's something else other than it is. And I feel like it's just wasting time, man. Pay-per-views after pay-per-views, we could have been took the belt off him. He could have been in the testing pool for all mine. Go get your little, you know, get that out of your system. Go have your fight. You win or you lose. You know WWE will bring your goofy ass back. But to sit here and be having all this going on, just where he's been missing, and now we finally are going to get a match at SummerSlam. I don't know. I didn't want to rant too much, but I just didn't really care for it. To me, it's just, it was just it's just drawn out. It's just extra. I'm, I'm kind of over this whole Brock shit. I'm over it too. I mean, I don't really want to talk about it too much, you know, because it's just whatever yeah. at this point. But at least we got, you know, to set up Raw, we got two triple threat matches. So, I mean, I guess that's a plus out of that whole spiel in the beginning. Like, I guess, yeah. you know, try to find somebody to get the belt off and let's get closer to this. I mean, I really hope, I really hope that after SummerSlam, he is, he's training 24 7 because. I'd really hope that you're not going into this fight half-assing it because you're going to get knocked the fuck out. So I hope, right. I, I really hope after SummerSlam you drop the title so you're actually serious, literally training 24-7. Because if you're not, you have zero chance. I don't think you have much of a chance anyways, but if you're not training full 100% for Daniel Cormier, he's going to come in and like demolish you. So I hope you know that's what's coming out of this. I guess the only plus I'm taking away is that we're finally getting a championship match <laughs> months later. Yeah. But staying, I guess, with the title picture, it was Reigns that won the first triple threat, no? Yeah. What'd you think of that match? I thought it was pretty fucking good. Um, yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like, that match, I was like, okay, if that's how we're going to start off Raw, like, okay. Like, if, if we're getting stuff like that, that's how you make Raw great again. Exactly. I'll tell you that much. Uh Overall, I was like, okay, the, the biggest part of the match for me was when uh, McIntyre jumped over the top rope, 
like and like did a like a front flip over the top yeah, rope. Yeah, like, he trips me out when he does that shit. Bro, you're too like big. <laughs> he like blew my mind. I was like, "What are you doing?" Like as soon as I saw his head go down, I was like, "No!" I was, <laughs> I was like, "No," because he's like six seven, ain't he? Six seven, six eight. He's, yeah, he's fucking he's huge, dude. dude and he's swole. I was like. But shout out to him. He, you know, he really uh, he hit that move pretty nice. So I was like, okay, well, let's just not make that a uh, regular match occurrence because we can't, we can't, yeah, we can't, can't risk be chancing like that. that shit like that, man. <laughs> uh, Reigns ended up winning the match, but he ended up catching a crucial headbutt by McIntyre, split his shit open. There was no faking that. That was a legit, <laughs> legit head-on head collision. Pause. <laughs> but yeah, like that. That was kind of dope. I I don't know. I mean, even though that makes it more likely for injuries to occur, I kind of like it when it's accidental bleeding or real bleeding because they got hit by something instead of them going off and blading or it being pre-planned. I I like it better. Like when Bron got hit with the stairs or whatever the fuck, and he had that little gash on the side of his head. That's more believable. That that's combat. You know that it happened. So I I, I dig that a little bit. But Reigns just lost to Bobby Lashley which I just said should be the number one contender. You know, he hit his ass with one, maybe two if I'm wrong, Spears. And he pins Roman just for Roman to win the triple threat match to be in the number one contenders match. Confusing. Why the hell did we even have the Extreme Rules match then? I thought that was the deciding factor in my opinion. Am I wrong? Am I the only person that thought that? Nope, not at all. I seriously thought we were having the match (laughs) to decide who the number one contender was. But... Anyways, Kurt sets this shit up. Reigns wins, so now he's right back in the title picture, even though he just lost less than 24 hours ago. What did you think about him coming out with the winner of that match? Uh, I wanted McIntyre to win. Yeah, they got to push him at some point, man. Before 2019, man, they got to start getting the ball rolling on him. Well, I thought that was the first step, so I guess, you know, get the ball rolling on him. I personally would have had McIntyre win that first match because – to me, to me, he showed out. He, he, no one makes me bleed my own blood in my own yard. Are you kidding me? Like you made Romans, you know, you split Roman shit open. So I mean, dope. Like I, I felt like that was the first step to really making him a big star. I mean, we see little like glimpses of it that you can tell that when they do put the push, he's gonna be serious. He's gonna be vicious as hell. So you can tell that they're kind of planting seeds to see what we're gonna get when he does get that push. But when that happens, remains to be seen. Moving on to the next episode in the saga of Bailey and Sasha. I talked about this off mic with you. I'm a little annoyed with this shit because now they got to have a match. Because on Monday Night Raw, that's how we settle things is in the ring. But Kurt sent their ass to fucking therapy two weeks in a row, though. So I'm kind of confused, Kurt. Once again, we can run these episodes back. (laughs) It's not like you just put the episode out and it disappears into a dark hole and we'll never see it again. You literally made them go to therapy. Believe two weeks in a row for now, but because they couldn't have a match then to settle their differences. But now's the time because we're coincidentally getting closer to SummerSlam. So now's the time. Uh, it, it's so stupid to me, man. Like, what do you, what do you think about this shit now? Like that, the whole going from therapy because fighting wasn't the answer, but now the answer is fighting. <laughs> Doesn't make sense, obviously, but. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess they're going to have a good match. I, I'm i over it. I've been over it for a while. So, I mean, I can't be like, okay, well, I I hate it. But, I mean, they're both good workers, so I guess, whatever. But 
you know, at least we're getting good wrestling out of it, but it, that's been dead to me for a while, so I'm I'm pretty much over it. And Sasha better go over. Man, I, like I said off mic, I feel like they got to get split up. They got to li- they live in each other's shadows, man. Whenever they're on the same brand, it ma- like kind of like how they had Sami Zayn and Kevin constantly fighting each other, constantly being in each other's business. It's the same shit. It's the same stigma with these two. They they got to be involved with each other in some capacity. And it's like they're, they've been there, done that, man. They did their shit in NXT. They got to have their matches on the main roster. It's done. Let's take a year break and maybe revisit this in a year's time, maybe two years. But there's too many women. Like, I mean, Monday Night Raw, we get to see Dana Brooke and Alicia Fox. I, I thought she was going to get fired from the rumors that came out of uh, WrestleMania weekend with her getting into a, a loud verbal argument with Ronda Rousey's husband. That shit was caught on tape. You're lying. Travis Brown, yeah, she he looked wasted, bro. Like, you know, after the show, they, they're in town. They're going to go kick it and shit. The whole crew and everybody goes out and hangs out. So after WrestleMania, I guess uh, we're sidebarring, but uh, I guess after WrestleMania, they were out hanging out in a video surfaced where Alicia Fox was, you could barely hear what she was saying, but she was all in his face. Like, and it wasn't no shoot. It wasn't no, hey, let's just put this out there to get the world buzzing. No, it was like legit. You could tell that something was said or done and she was not feeling it. And the look on his face looked like he was just smashed. Like he was just drunk. Might have said some wild shit. And she wasn't having it. So I was surprised to see her on Monday Night Raw with Dana Brooke. Another person that a lot of people knock her and say that she's not a good wrestler. I think she's pretty fucking decent, man. She's a bodybuilder. She's athletic as hell. So you can't sit there and act like, but she's, but Carmella's a champion, not her though. Dana can't get no look, but scrawny-ass Carmella, though. She can be whooping Asuka and Charlotte and Becky and everybody, but somebody believable like Dana couldn't be doing that. Yeah, I mean, it's whatever. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, uh, I'm a little in my bag today with this shit because this week yeah, was I'm- a little rough for me, and I'm just looking at this shit like I'm confused, man. This Sasha, And then to go back, I mean, that, like I said, that talking about Foxy and fucking uh, – Dana Brooke, that was a sidebar. But to get back on Sasha and Bailey, like, am I tripping or did they kind of tease like a love angle between them? Or am I tripping? Uh, I mean, I I can see what you're saying. But maybe I, I misread shit. But when I heard a, that, I'm like, what? It's a touchy subject. So I mean, I. Oh, I mean, I, hey, man, it's 2018. I can give a fuck. You know, hey, love well, is love, man. I don't care. <laughs> but like, I don't think they want that type of criticism. Well, I don't know. Maybe because you know they're not. I hope they wouldn't be disrespectful like that, you know, because you know that they're not gay. You know, you know they're not gay. Sasha's married. I forget who Bailey's dating currently, so I hope that they wouldn't pump fake like that, you know, especially with them wanting to include the gay community so much lately. Like, I hope they wouldn't pump fake like that. Like, the world knows them girls ain't gay, so don't don't tease it like that. Don't even allude to anything like that because they could have worded it differently. I love you. I always less sounded like some, What? They didn't, that didn't say friendship to me at all. So that's why, that's all I'm going to say about it. It ain't nothing wrong. I mean, but I just hope they wouldn't pump fake like that. Cause that's like, you know, that's, that's real people's lifestyles, man. Like don't do it just for storyline. Oh, wouldn't it be cool if we might make it look like they're going to kiss or this or like, please don't go down that road, please. I'm hoping that this is not what it's leading to. But we digress. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think Sasha should go to SmackDown personally, yeah. uh, and then have a feud with Asuka. Yeah, that would be good. Anybody besides Carmella would be good for Oscar. So yeah, whether it's Bailey or because I think Bailey might have some unfinished business with Oscar. Oscar tapped her ass out in NXT for the women's championship. 
I, Bailey never beat Asuka, so there's some unfinished business there. Nobody technically that was in NXT beat Asuka. Asuka's only been beaten since she's been on the main roster, but man, there's some unfinished business with anybody. I mean, Charlotte got the first win over her, but between Sasha and Bailey, either one of them could go to SmackDown and it could be a few built right in. Moving on, though, Ronda Rousey, the suspended Ronda Rousey, violates and comes to Monday Night Raw. And for her troubles, she gets rewarded a a title match. Am I fucking, like, losing my mind? Like, how does that make sense? You're suspended. You violate said suspension, but we're going to reward you with a title match because we don't have no other contenders on our Raw brand right now. All right, what what really blew me about that whole thing is so Kurt Angle let this let this beast loose. Like as far as he was the one that was basically let Ronda attack uh Stephanie, like told her, "Oh, they were saying this behind stage and they were saying this behind stage about you." So now she's just running wild and you're just letting her get title shots, like really basically making a mockery of your rules. Like what well, I that's I'm why surprised. I like when Baron came out like she's like you know spitting in the face of authority like yeah talk that shit Baron like don't let Kurt just give her a title shot bro like this rod is tripping you can't even be doing that man yeah that, that that that's what blows me it's like you guys don't think like we remember what you say and it's like well why are you just letting this I mean, obviously, you know, you pay her a lot of money and, you know, you want to get her on TV, but... And that's all it's coming down to. It's not even about ring work or, you know, any of that. It's just because how much they're paying her and her name. That That's what all this shit is resulting from, and that's why it's leaving a bad taste in my mouth, pause. Like, I don't, I'm not rocking with it. Like, just be... I don't give a fuck if it's Ronda Rousey. She's not that... She's not that seasoned yet, man. She's not ready for that kind of shit. Not even close. But... So I guess we had, yay, we have that to look forward to. Well, I mean, I don't know. Her ring work needs to drastically get better if she wants to get a belt because I just don't see it. I'm, I'm, this is me speaking. I'm not speaking for you at all. So I'm going to feel some kind of way if Ronda ends up winning a, the women's championship before Asuka does on the main roster. Like, I don't give a, like I said, I don't care if it's Ronda Rousey, dude. She's not that good yet. She will get there. I have hopes for her. I'm not completely shitting on her. She will get there. But you can't force things, man, especially when you got a stacked roster the way you do. The only reason you should be pushing Ronda like the way you are right now is if you didn't have the women that you have right now. Yep. That's the only reason you should be pushing her like that. But when you got a locker room full of women that's ready to go, there's, she should not be slingshotting over everybody. She shouldn't, storyline-wise, be getting suspended, violating, and getting rewarded for that. Like, the, her whole program is dumb as hell to me. So, we're pro- and this is my guess. Whenever this match takes place, or SummerSlam, my bad. At SummerSlam, I have a big feeling Ronda's going to end up winning. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. Like, to me, it's going to make the division a bit of a joke because you got women that are second, third generation, women that have been busting their ass for five, six years doing this shit, li- breathing, living this shit, all for some name that doesn't want no smoke at her old profession to over overstep you. Oh, and apparently her boyfriend wants to start getting involved. Yeah, I'm. we're good. <laughs> we're good. Who the fuck is? No, we're good. We don't need you. Right, let, what's up with Kane? <laughs> Training at the PC. Yeah, yeah we're, we're here for that. I'll, I'm here for Kane because uh, Kane got hands, dog. Yeah. Well, Travis Brown wasn't bad, but no, he's, I'm good on that. He's going to be known as Ronda's husband. He would be doomed from start. 
Ain't nobody gonna take him serious. They would have to bring him in under his actual name because there's no way we're gonna, oh, that's so-and-so. No, nigga, that's Travis Brown. <laughs> like, like, we know who he is. That's Rhonda's husband. <laughs> so, yeah, he would be doomed from the start. We're good. If you want to grab an MMA fighter, go see what's up with Kane if he's really interested in it and run to, with that. To, to come back when Brock comes back so Kane can, can whoop his ass over and over again on Raw. <laughs> No, then, Dude, I think they then, end up firing off each other for real because I think oh, Brock, has Brock to... don't want no fucking hands. Bro, oh, I wish Brock would steal off Cain Velasquez <laughs> in that ring. Oh my god, Brock would get mauled. Try to treat him like John Cena and make him believe for real. I think it's fake. Why did you really punch me? <laughs> oh well, Brock would definitely try to snake him, but yeah, no, Kane will Kane will fucking take his ass down and choke him out. Like Kane ain't playing no games. That that man's a real fighter. And if it wasn't if it wasn't for his his the injuries he's dealing with right now, you would be the fucking champion without a doubt in my mind. Cormier Cormier won't even face him, oh, so wow. yeah. Well, they're training partners. Oh, okay. See, I didn't know that. So yeah, hey, that's my boy. I ain't gonna fight my boy, man. <laughs> but all in all, though, I'm guessing we're on the same page though when it comes to uh, Rousey getting this title shot. Stupid. Absolutely. There's no. There's. It doesn't even make sense. Just had to get that out there, y'all. <laughs> but anyways, moving on. Lashley is the second contender for the number one contenders match. So basically, we're getting the same shit from Extreme Rules next week on Monday Night Raw. But that one's going to really decide who's the number one contender. Yeah, if I was Bobby, I'd be like, uh, no, I won my match. I mean, it it's predictable. I mean, whatever. I would have rather it would have been, I'd have rather the match been McIntyre and Elias. And a lot, and uh, McIntyre just squashing Elias. That that's what I wanted. Like, because yeah. don't get me wrong, I I like Finn. You know, I love Finn and I love uh, Seth. But yeah, I don't know. Those, those are two really big guys, and and I think eventually McIntyre against Braun would be the future plans. Like, let's be smart about this shit. Even that would be a believable ass feud right there. Both big dudes. I mean, yeah, Braun's bigger, muscular wise, but I mean. He ain't that Drew small. Ain't, yeah, Drew ain't gonna be no pushover for that man. So that that even would be good in itself. That's, I can't book it, of course. Like I seriously can't. But that would be what I'm shooting for in the future: a a big Braun and McIntyre feud, and then and then let let uh eventually let uh Seth and Finn just have a bunch of uh, rivalries for the Intercontinental. Do you know how annoyed I'm going to be, dude? Like, I'm not going to sound like some of these people online. I'm going to stop watching. No, I'm probably going to still be doing my thing watching it. But I'm going to be very annoyed, though, if Bobby wins at Extreme Rules just to lose in the number one contenders match. Because now we know that Roman can be beaten by one or two spears from Bobby. So it's not going to be a Brock Lesnar match where you're going to see so much going on. Like, it could just take one or two and you're done. So for Reigns to go over next week, that would be absolutely dumb. I'm sorry his times came and went. Try for it at WrestleMania. Maybe you can have a Braun versus Reigns. Maybe you could have a Bobby versus Reigns at that time. Who knows? But I don't think SummerSlam should be his time. (laughs) I mean, I think I would hope that Bobby wins, but... I have a weird feeling that, once again, Reigns is going to go over. He's going to get his match at SummerSlam and somehow still lose <laughs> to Brock Lesnar. And then Braun ends up fucking coming in and cashing his fucking money in the bank. That's the only thing that's saving that shit for me is I'm banking on him cashing in. Yeah. 
That's the only thing that's going to save that shit. Whether it's Bobby that's facing Brock or Reigns that's facing Brock, that's the only thing I can see saving that segment is him cashing in. The crowd's going to go crazy. I'm telling you now, the crowd's going to go crazy. So that's what's going to end up saving that. And that's going to probably bring that to the conclusion on Monday Night Raw. We're going to switch gears to Tuesday, SmackDown. Starting off with Andrade versus AJ. Go ahead and give me your take on that. Uh, Clearly... His stock has just risen so much that you can start off SmackDown with AJ. Cian Almas is up next, obviously, and, and and you know what? He's impressed me ever since ever since NXT. So I'm not mad about it whatsoever. At least somebody from NXT is getting a big big push, and let's let's keep with it because obviously they seen something when he was doing with Sin Cara. Yeah, it's crazy. It took those two matches. Like, you can tell it took those two matches, and boom, we're putting you right with the champ. Let's see how you mix it up with him. So and, I think and, that was kind of a tease to see if they can maybe do a program down a month or two from now. And I'm sorry, what I saw? Yes, they can. That that, that would be a dope little rivalry. It was a good match. Yeah, a it was very a good, match, good match, man. I mean, it's kind of hard to have a, a bad match with AJ, but, I mean, like, yeah, man, like it, it was a good match. I was really into it. I would like to see him i can't say because i got my reasoning i'm gonna say in a few but uh i don't want to see him immediately go for the belt but it's nice to see that he's what we're what we're gonna get when eventually he does go for that belt like he's he stepped it up a lot obviously people are taking notice and he's like you said they're actually doing something right with somebody from nxt for a change but i thought it was a good way to start off the show though yep Good match. Good I mean, match hey, to go with. Anytime AJ wrestles. Is I good. mean, me being me, I would have put it in the main event, but that's a great way to start the show off, though. Like, I'm not mad at it at all. And uh, after the match was done, you could tell, you could tell AJ wasn't, wasn't, you know, he was out of breath. Like, yeah, that was a good match. Yeah. Had to ball out real quick. <laughs> Man. Uh, moving on to Becky Lynch. She's been racking up some W's lately. I like it, man. Because, you know, she was the, the first... SmackDown Live Women's Champion, and then obviously her time came and went. And, you know, lately she's been floating around, so it's good to see that she's actually racking up some wins and looking like a contender out there. And she said herself that she wants to get back in the title picture, so what is your take on her getting into the title picture? Because obviously maybe Asuka might eventually get the title off Carmella, but I don't even know where this feud is going anymore. You know, like how long it's going to last. If if Asuka's going to come out victorious, I don't know, but like do you think Becky's the next in line, though? I mean, I think she's good. I, You know, at the end of her match, you know, she cut her little promo, and I thought it was pretty good, so I ain't mad about it. I mean, as long as somebody who's – I thought she's – I think she's a good wrestler. Yeah, she, I think she, she is. She's a good wrestler. So, I mean, hey, anybody's – I'm not going to say anybody, but most people are better than Carmella, so let's keep – roll with it. I'm fine with that. I mean, obviously, I want Asuka to get the title, but, yeah. hey, if you have to let Asuka do a dope little feud with whoever and let you know Asuka get over for a little bit, I'm fine with that because you've got to restore her character now. And that's what I think they need to do. That's my whole take. I totally agree with you on that. Like, you got to hit a reset a little bit. Yeah, you, you have to let her go rack up some wins. Like, it's pissing me off. Like, why is she losing multiple games? Or, or not games, multiple matches. Like, it's so stupid. She needs some squash squash matches. I mean, fuck, everybody else is having squash matches. Throw some her way so she can build up a little bit or something. Then, you know, let her get into a feud with somebody. But, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm kind of with it. I guess I'm kind of with it with her being the next contender. I mean... If Asuka doesn't end up getting an offer, her, I don't know who else really right now. I mean, maybe Charlotte. 
but I don't want to sound rude when I say this, but like I'm I'm cool with Charlotte, but like I don't want to see her be champion right now. Maybe towards the end of the year. I wouldn't mind her getting the belt again. But as of right now, you're cool where you're at. You know what I mean? Take your little time off or whatever. You know what I mean? It, it, it's fine right now. You know, we don't necessarily need you because you were just champion. So, I mean, it's not like you've been without the belt. You know what I mean? I so, mean, when was she just champion? The day after or two days after WrestleMania? Yeah. That's a pretty while ago. I mean, yeah, but do you really want to have the belt back on her right now, right now? I mean, opposed to someone like Becky, opposed to someone like Asuka? Yeah, you're right. You're right. I I guess. Makes sense. Uh, once again, like, I ain't got no problem with her, but that's just my little take on it. I, I would wait a little bit before I put the belt back on her. Now, jumping back to talk, still talking about some contenders. Samoa Joe, man. Should Samoa Joe be the next number one contender for AJ? That's why I was saying I don't want to see Andrade right now. I kind of think it should be Joe and AJ. I would love to see that match at SummerSlam. Exactly. I I love it. They, they had crazy shit in TNA, so you know that they're going to get in their bag with each other. Like, they've had too many matches with each other to give us some garbage. Oh, well, you know they're going to perform right away. They're just pretty much do their old matches. That would be dope. I mean, yeah, I, I just like the, with R-Truth, when he's like, he said. <laughs> oh, when he was on his uh, headset or whatever, his earpiece? Yeah. He said, I didn't say challenge Samoa Joe. <laughs> Leave it to our truth. That's, that's kind of sad, man. He was an NWA world heavyweight champion at one point. Wild. In TNA, yeah, he was a, he's a NWA, former NWA world heavyweight champion. That's, that's wild to me. And now he's just a comedic act in WWE now. That's all he is. I mean, I, I don't think he's ever really gotten over like that in, in WWE kind of treading off subject a little bit but yeah i just don't think he's ever really gotten over like that i mean in the beginning i think they put him with the u.s when he first came back from yeah. tna no he didn't he wasn't really over like that like that no so man but yeah back to the subject though feel like samoa joe should be the number the next number one contender i mean he's been winning he's he's believable and they have history, so I think if they're smart, that's what my guess is for SummerSlam, that we're going to get AJ versus Samoa, unless they throw somebody else in the mix for whatever reason. And believe me, we want to see AJ versus Samoa way before we want to see Lashley and Reigns. So. <laughs> yes, definitely. Now, that's a match that can, well, obviously Brock would end up main eventing, but that should be the co-main event. If they run with Samoa and AJ, that should be the co-main event. Of course, that would be dope. Staying on SmackDown. Miz had a little promo, a uh, little funeral service, if you will, for Team Hell No. <laughs> and I love his mic work, man. Like, I don't I don't think that there's legit beef between them, him and Daniel Bryan, but, like, he knows how to really sell it. Like, they really, like he really talks shit about him. Like, he's really trying to dig at him. And I, I really feel like that could be a good feud. Well, and, that, that would be a great feud. And, of course, we know their history, you know, back when Bryan wasn't injured. So let's make this happen, but we don't need Team Hell No. Let's let Daniel Bryan and Miz just have a crazy feud. Like we could have a great feud out of this a couple a couple months. I'm talking like a three month feud. Like yeah. we could really do this, and it's gonna get over. It's gonna be awesome. Everybody loves Daniel Bryan. A lot of people hate Miz, so because he's a great heel. So it's perfect. Why let's let's please not fuck this up. I please not fuck it up. The way I would book it is obviously, you know, it's the groundwork's already there. You know, let them do their little promos in the ring, back and forth, back and forth. First pay-per-view, Brian goes over. 
Now, how you want to do that, it's up to you. You know, you could have it, you know, sometimes where my, my, my leg was under the rope. The ref didn't see it. Well, however you want to do it or you want him to beat him completely clean. It doesn't matter. Daniel Bryan's still going to be a face. Set up for the next pay-per-view. Miz wants, to, wants a rematch. It was a fluke or whatever or whatever kind of way you want to run with it. Miz does heel shit. Whether he pulls the trunks, uses the ropes, he ends up cheating to secure a win. Third match will be the rubber match. Brian goes over in that one. So basically, that's your way right there to keep that feud going for those three months. For those three pay-per-views, you'll let Brian go over one, Miz cheat in the second one, and then the third and final match, Brian will obviously get his big retribution against him. For all the years of shit talking, for all the you know bullshit he's been saying about him as a wrestler, everything being scary, all these things, that'll finally be him getting over, finally, after this little three-month program. And it doesn't even have to accumulate at a WrestleMania or anything like that. It could be a regular fucking whatever pay-per-view they want to throw out at that time. But that's just how I would book it, though. That That is a great program right there. It's so much, like, they're very passionate. <laughs> so, you know, they can get into some shit where you, damn, is this real? Are they really arguing right now? Like, you know, you won't, you won't be able to tell. See, and that's what would be perfect. It's really going to blur the lines because when you watch that Miz promo, like he was really like yelling, like yeah, man, like like he was getting into it. Like you could tell, like hey, I don't know if this is a work or a shoot. That's what I'm saying. I'm just like, man, like I refuse to believe because I got this picture in my head that it's not the '90s, man. Everybody backstage is like a family now. Ain't nobody clicking up really. Like I, that's my vision of the of today's backstage area locker room. It's not like the '90s where. Oh, you know, these guys click up and these girls hang out with these girls. I, I feel like everybody, you know, rotates with everybody, For the most basically. Part. So I refuse to believe that there's legit hate, you know, hate. Because you guys got to travel. Even before Daniel got cleared, you guys were on the same brand. So you guys had to travel, beer and catering, all these hotels, everything. You had to be around each other. So I refuse to believe that there's legit hate. But storyline-wise, you guys make it work. One of the most interesting and believable fuse that they can have for the rest of this year. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, I just want to say that I, I really think that that would be a good feud. I hope that they get the ball running. I mean, obviously, it's there. They had their shit. Daniel Bryan came out, all that stuff for his uh, promo. So, it, it's there. Hopefully, they do it justice and let them give us what we so desperately been wanting since that first small, uh, Talking Smack episode where they started going at each other. Did you ever see that shit? No, I got to watch where that. Where he was calling him a coward and everything. Daniel Bryan legit just got, like, you could tell he was legit. Because that's one thing I loved. And at WWE, since you just secured this bag from Fox, maybe you can bring Talking Smack back. It's a show that you host on your network. So maybe you can bring that back. But if you're not too familiar with it, they kind of broke character. People got to talk real shit. If they were unhappy with their position in, on SmackDown or what their storylines were, they were actually able to break character and talk about it. So... I believe Miz was IC champion at that time, and he was just, like, started talking shit to Daniel, talking about how he's a coward and you're a liar. You tell these fans that you want to get back in this ring, but you ain't done nothing to get back in this ring. And Daniel was like, oh, well, of course I have, but they won't let me. You could tell he was getting a little pissed, like, because he legit wants to wrestle. WWE is holding him back. So they had a brief exchange, and then Daniel was just, like, I've never been injured, blah, blah, blah. Like, um, like just going on a tirade, just basically, ter- like, demeaning his whole character. And at one point, Daniel just got up and just walked away. Now, then, of course, you know, WWE for their YouTube, they did an interview, and Daniel's explanation was, like, you know, he had to leave or he was going to really punch Miz in the face because that was unscripted. There were, you know, they just literally go on Talking Smack and shoot the shit. So I guess Daniel didn't get no heads up about where Miz was going to go with his promo or anything, so he kind of just got blindsided by it. 
So ever since then, ever since that night, that seed has been planted, and that was like over a year ago. But but when Daniel Bryan came in, Miz was his guy. Yeah, that's what, and that's what makes it even greater. He, you, you were his men. Uh, yeah, you were his um whatever they were yeah. calling it mentor when Daniel Bryan was on the NXT game show yeah. and they had it. Yeah, so that it goes even farther back, and a lot of people were talking shit online. How the fuck is uh, Daniel Bryanson gonna have the Miz weak ass. He's a fucking legend. How he's well traveled. How is the Miz gonna be his mentor? He's way better than the Miz. Like so, there's always been something there between them. So this is just a long time coming. And WWE, I'm pretty sure, is gonna put up a great video package of all this shit. You know how they always sum everything up in their whole rivalry. Like they can make a great package out of this when they do these matches. That- this, this is a long time coming. They've been around each other in each other's business. Feuding, fighting, yeah, it's, it's been a lot of shit. Cause I I watched that that old NXT stuff and I was like, yeah, because I knew about I even knew about Daniel Bryan before he came to the WWE because yeah, the indie shit. Yeah, so yeah. it's like a lot of people were talking about him, man. So it's like, yeah, Miz probably felt some type of way. Like, who is this guy? Like, oh, I'm in the WWE, you know, and, obviously feeling himself. Yeah. So yeah, that I mean, come on, let's not fuck it up now. Yeah, that, that that's just, once again, money on the table, man. People are going to be invested, and people are going to not be probably chanting bullshit during that match. They're probably going to be, you know, the typical Miz sucks, let's go, Brian, shit like that. It's going to be positive crowd reactions, not just them trying to fill up time because they're bored or don't want to see it. Moving on to the main event, Jeff Hardy finally got it. Well, not finally. He finally got to actually wrestle because there was no low blows, but he had a rematch for his United States Championship in the main event on SmackDown against Shinsuke. What was your take on the match? Can we fucking please stop having Shinsuke try to do low blows? Can we, like, stop diminishing his character? He doesn't need to do it. Cause I would I've, rather have him just kick or do some type some, of wicked-ass strike to somebody. He has gotta, the strikes to do everything to make devastating impact. So why? Obviously, Jeff, uh, he missed, or Jeff got out of the way. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. he didn't get the low blow, but it's like, come on, dude! Like, what are we doing? He's yeah, too. It's... He has the belt. He doesn't need to do this shit. It's so annoying to me, and it's it's just killing everything about Shinsuke. But their logic, because lately I've been starting to put my like, just think how they think. Not that I'm making an excuse for him, but they're gonna be like, well, he's a heel. There's other fucking ways to be a heel besides doing low blows. Just be a harsh ass mother. You know, like all you have to do is just go out and he his nickname is the King of Strong Style. It's literally his nickname. What are you don't need to do this stupid fucking gimmick? It's so stupid. And like I, you know, I hate to you know rant about this all the time, but it's like Shinsuke is the man for a reason. He's a legend overseas for a reason. And WWE, you guys go and get these people for a reason. There's a reason they were on your radar. There was a reason why why your agents were telling them telling you guys you should check them out. Oh, they're a free agent. You should try to look into them. There's a reason why he comes out and everybody goes crazy. Because he's fucking good. He proved himself in NXT to be one of the best in the world. I'm not saying he is the best, but he's he's up there. He's one of them. Yeah, he's definitely one of them. So why... I just... I, I can't book it, but that is just the worst shit I've seen. Now, I think I might have stepped out at this point. I don't really remember what the finish was to that match. Obviously, Jeff didn't win, but did Randy interfere? Or did yeah, Shinsuke... Rand, Randy interfered and then really, really did some bogus shit. Like he was. Man, I, man. I don't. I don't know if you saw him throw Jeff into the into the steps the first time, bro. But you heard his head bang off the fucking steps. Yeah, like, I think. I, yeah, I think that's when I caught it because I just didn't see how the match. Yeah, like, you know, that's why I was like, 
And then, yeah, I'm just like, fucking Randy, here we go again, man. Like, just putting him in the title picture. Now, don't get me wrong. Disclaimer. My wife can attest to this. I was a huge Randy Orton fan. That was my boy for a few years. So it's not like I'm just, oh, fuck Randy, I don't like him. Like, no, it's just, I'm kind of, it's time where you got to just take a back seat to things. You've been gone for how long? I even tweeted, I even forgot about him. I forgot that he was even a part of the company. And that used to be one of my boys, and I forgot about him. That just shows you that the company's fine. We don't need you. So for him to just, obviously, they're probably building towards either a triple threat or him being the next contender for the United States Championship. Now, in one, on one side, I'm kind of up to see a, a uh, not AJ, but a Randy and Shinsuke match. I'm kind of up to see it. But I'm just not in agreement with you coming back from injury and you're in the title picture. And what's going to be the excuse? Because you came back and you were beating up the, the champion, the, the previous champion. That's what makes you a number one contender. So I already can see the writing on the wall. This is where we're going to go. Unless they be smart and let him have a contender, you know, a match to be the contender. Unless they slide that in before SummerSlam, Randy's going to end up getting a title shot for no reason. So I'm hoping that they work out something within these coming weeks before the next pay-per-view to where he faces somebody, whether it's Jeff, because how he's been fucking with Jeff, or somebody else, but he cannot just walk in. Like, all right, boys, I'm here. <laughs> but going back to that match, dude, I was a little squeamish, man. Yeah, like he was doing a lot of extra shit, and then... The ear shit is what got me, dude. That shit made me squeamish. I'm like, I really thought we're, like, we're going to see a rip. He's going to rip that fucking earlobe, dude. Like, this is fucking wild. This is television, not pay-per-view. I was just shocked that they were doing that on the USA Network. That's why I'm like, wow, this, this, that's, that, I mean, maybe he sold it really good. But just when he even, just putting your finger in a motherfucker's gauge hole is nasty to me, man. Like, that's some sick shit. You got to be a sick individual to want to, let me get my finger in that shit. Well, I don't know. Just Randy overall, like he was just being really rough with uh, with Jeff, dude. Like it yeah, was like we said out. earlier, like the he did Jeff her. What, what, did, what the fuck? Well, I want to know what Jeff did. Did did Jeff like fuck your wife or something? Like you look pissed. Like he bounced his head off the fucking off the steps so hard that you heard a ping. Like damn, bro, you know how hard you got to throw him in the steps for that, right? Like, like you know, I can see a little bump off the shoulder. No, his head bounced off that shit. Like ping. I was like, ee. Like the like when he threw the one of the Sing brothers like he had oh my cringe God, yeah, real quick like <laughs> yeah he knows what the fuck he be doing sometimes he be overdoing it sometimes like Randy. just a legend you can't be getting him injured like chill out <laughs> right he's already got injuries he's dealing with leave the man alone man. you want to have him in the in the WWE for a couple more years at least shit yeah that's just funny but you know it, Shinsuke as long as Shinsuke is doing his thing but before the interference and all that what was your take on the match because the bits that I saw which was basically almost the whole match except for the ending I think I stepped out real quick and when I came back Randy was out so from what I saw I liked it I'm like why we this is what we should have got at Extreme Rule well of course I mean you know I don't know why you wouldn't give it to us on the pay-per-view but and then then have a rematch or something the next night and then you'd have Randy come out. but I'd... Because we don't always need pay-per-views to be the place where people return. It's nice to get a shock. Oh, shit, you know, you're on Twitter or something, or you get a notification from the WWE app. So-and-so as blah, 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 just returned on SmackDown That's gonna, or Raw, whatever show they're on. You're going to tune in. It doesn't always have to happen on a pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah, it's life. <laughs> Staying on Tuesday, but going to the show afterwards, 205 Live. TJP versus Noam Dar. TJ this week obviously knew who he was facing, got to do his homework, and it was way longer than 30 seconds. Yes. 
What was your take on the match? What, what did you think of it? Why didn't we have this match first once again? Uh, TJP showed out, and maybe it's just me. It's just, man, he reminds me of, like, a Dean Malenko out there, just so technical and just... He was doing some sweet-ass transitions. Oh, like, like, just... just I, I think he did a suplex, and then when they went on the ground, he, like, rolled over and, like, got him in the arm bars. Yeah. Like, I'm like, Nice. <laughs> you don't see that shit like that, man. We need more wrestlers. Like, if you're gonna be a cruiserweight, doesn't mean that you just gotta do flips. I mean, you you know, look at Dean Malenko, man. Like, you don't you don't gotta be just a flippy guy. You can do some technical shit and still come off really dope. But all in all, though, what was your take on the match? What did you think of it? It was, uh, I thought it was great. I thought we should have did it first, and TJP really proved that I think that he should be in the title picture. That's that's all I got out of that match was TJP should be in the title picture. Yeah, definitely, man. Like, he was the first champion, and then, like I said before on this podcast, like, after they took the belt off him, they never looked back. It's like they don't – like, is he in the doghouse? Are they not confident in him or what? But ever since he dropped it, he has not been in the title picture. So he's been proving himself. I've been digging his little promos. I mean, granted, you know, they're PG, so it's not like he cusses or anything. So I just roll with the punches when he does his promos, and they're not bad. He's not bad at being a heel. So I'm glad that he was able to actually get the win. That was nice because I thought they were going to let Dar go over twice. So, I mean, that it was nice. It was a good-ass match. My favorite spot, I believe, is when uh, TJ hit the ropes and he was about to go do a crossbody. I saw the, they even had the gif on Twitter of this shit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Him. That shit, that, that was my favorite little spot. It's just something simple. Just the way he ducked down, like, just – Dropped his body as like uh, TJ was about to do a crossbody, just like evaded that shit. That was that was cool. I like that. Uh, yeah, I mean Noam Dar is good, dude. Like I I I think he's I didn't know who he was before the UK classic. Like I've seen him, heard of him. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Black. I really haven't really got a great look at him, but yeah, that, that injuries had him gone. Like they said since since December. So yeah, these all these past months, yeah, he ain't been nowhere to be seen. And so. uh, I I'd rather see him in the UK brand, but. For 205 Live, man, he'll definitely give some people the run for the money, man. Definitely. Yeah, all in all, I liked it, man. I, I have nothing really bad to say. I, I guess I'm here for the feud. You know, they're one and one, so you know we got to get another match. They're not going to just dead it. So, I mean, now that we're past this squash <laughs> session part of it, like, yeah, I'm here for it. Kind of wish that they would have some type of specials. We talked about this already, whether it was on the podcast or off the mic, but I kind of wish they would do some type of special for these guys. Because an hour sometimes ain't all it. And then when you're doing promos and recapping from the previous week, it takes time. Even though I understand that you need to do that. So the people that might have missed last week, you're keeping them in the bubble of what we're doing. But, like, maybe once every, like, start off like you did with NXT. Once a quarter. So four a year. But just do a 205 Live special. So the titles can be the title until you guys introduce your tag titles. Just, just something so no, everybody I, on the roster can even, have a match. I wouldn't even do that. I just, I would make takeovers longer and let them get off their shit on takeovers. To start off. Takeover. I never understood why. Like, I never understood why Two Hundred Five Live really didn't do too much on the, on their pay per views because obviously Raw and SmackDown are big shows, so they got a lot going on. And, and if, if they do do cruiserweight shit, it's gonna be regulated to what five minutes, eight minutes. So, on the pre-show. Yeah, you know. So I'm, I don't want it to be with them, but yeah, on NXT they could definitely give them a little spot whether it's 15, 20 minutes and let them do their shit and the crowd's going to eat it up because NXT crowds are one of the best wrestling crowds. I would, I would, uh, what I would do is I'd just have an extra hour of a, sh- of a takeover 
and let them let the cruiserweights get all the, all their shit off in the first hour. Yeah, even they could do that. I mean, because what takeover pay per views are normally two hours. They're not three hours, correct? I, I, I thought that was the bigger brands that normally do the three, four-hour shit. I could have swore NXT was two. Well, I don't know. Depends. Including the pre-show, I mean, yeah. Including the pre-show has three hours, but I believe NXT is only two. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. They could bump it up to three hours and let and add the cruiserweight division technically if they wanted to. I mean, why not? I mean, shit, yeah, the crowd might get a little restless, but then that's why you should put them on first get the crowd fired up. And then if you, later on as the show goes on, they're going to – they might die out, but for the most part, they're going to still be with it, whatever you got going on, whether well, it's a well, North American championship match or the main belt match. They'll still be with it. NXT always shows out, so their crowd's never going to be restless. Like, they – I don't – it's rare that you get a takeover and there's a bad match. It's very rare. Leo Rush and Akira Tozawa <laughs> got the <laughs> – Got to mix it up this week. What, uh, what was your take on the match? Did you like it, or was it underwhelming, or what? I thought I thought it was really good. I mean, I I like the way Leo Rush wrestles with being able to dodge shit and make people look slow as fuck. Like he's got a, a really dope in ring style. So, and Akira Tozawa is a, a good wrestler anyway. So to me, overall, I thought it was I thought it was really good. I mean, exactly what I expected. You know, Leo Rush is going to get the win. You know, and basically just laugh at him at the end so to me it was dope i mean i like the feud i mean at first i was like oh why wouldn't you do this or do that but seeing them work with each other in the ring like yeah i could see a couple more matches with them like i'm totally with it and then hopefully after this feud maybe leo should start getting pushed into the title picture a little bit whether he has to face mustafa or buddy murphy or you know whoever whoever he has to face let him do it but like i would consider putting him in the title picture Especially well, I, if you're putting this much stock in them and, you know, all the vignettes and everything. Like, yeah, you might as well just run with it, man. I mean, nothing against Alexander or Mustafa and the guys that's been there since the Cruiserweight Classic, but he might be able to give that brand a little shot in the arm. Yeah, but I just don't have him face Buddy Murphy. Yeah, I'm second, dog. Because, yeah, Leo, you can be fast all you want, but once Buddy gets a hold of you, it's just all downhill from there. <laughs> it's all downhill from there. I do not see you lasting that long after that. <laughs> Yeah, because then, you know, they did that, you know, he won, and then Drake Maverick announced a fatal four-way for the number one contender next week. And, yeah, I mean, Leo's not in the match. I believe it's Mustafa, Hideo, I think. Yeah. Um, Buddy Murphy? Buddy Murphy. And there's one more person I can't think. Drew Gulak, maybe? Or am I tripping? I got to try to look this up. If if, If you could think of it before me, but, yeah, anyways, though, they're having that fatal four-way next week. And Leo Rush is not included. I mean, granted, he just, you know, he's had jobbers, and he just finally beat Takira, or or Akira. So it's like, you wouldn't put him in the title picture? I mean, I'm a little confused by that. Well, it's just, man, he's only 160 pounds. (laughs) But, I mean, that's that's the beauty of this brand, though. You can be small, you know? I mean, you don't have to be a huge guy anymore because everyone's not going to be... 250 pounds more than you. I, I, I refuse to believe that Buddy Murphy is only 205 pounds. I oh, you already know they'd be bullshitting with the weights, man. Like, that, that shit ain't fully accurate. Oh, yeah, it is Drew Gulak. It's Hideo Itami, TJP, Mustafa Ali, and Drew Gulak. So, Buddy Murphy's not in it. Who do you got with it? Now, I don't know, man. Like, 
Hideo earned my respect, but I still, you know, you had your, you just had your program with the champion. I don't want to do double programs where we got to wait again for somebody a new fresh. Especially face. on two hundred five live. Mustafa Ali, you just had a hell of a program with him. You'll be back in the title picture soon, but I, you're another person. I feel like so. It's for me, it's putting it between the the inaugural champion and Drew Gulag. I've always fucked with Drew Gulag since the Cruiserweight Classic. I like this style. Before they started making them, you know, make 205 Live a better place. Like when he was legit the original Drew Gulak, and he's kind of getting to his roots. You know, he's growing his beard out again and all that stuff. So it's between them. I would really like to see TJP, man. If I had to pick, and I fuck with both of them. So if I had to pick just by process of elimination, man, just because I feel TJ deserves it and he ain't been around the title since then, I feel like it should be him. Yeah, I after after the match this week with Noam Dar. I'm all in on TJP. I'm all in on him. He pretty much proved himself. Hell yeah. And and I was pissed after after he got washed the week before. I was really pissed, but I guess you know if that's how good that's got to make you look good for the next week. All right, make you know I'm fine with it. Yeah. 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 I mean, I had, that's what I'm saying. I had my gripe about it last week, but after seeing this, yeah, all right, all right, I'm rolling with it. You know, but everybody has their opinions at first in the beginning. That was mine, but I, it's changed since. But yeah, so what you're you're TJP'd into it. Oh, right? all the way, all the way. For sure, for sure. Now switching to Wednesday, NXT wasn't really too much popping this week, man. It was like to me, it just seemed like a lot of promos and you know recapping and stuff like that. But we did get the women's triple threat match. Originally supposed to be a fatal four way match, but I guess Bianca Belair suffered some type of injury, which I'm believing is just them covering and protecting her since she's undefeated. So instead of putting her in, and you did point out, you know, she doesn't have to get pinned. But that's the only excuse I can think of because I haven't heard anything. Unless she got hurt at the PC, I ain't heard nothing. She just came off a honeymoon. Yeah. So I haven't heard anything about an injury. So that's my only guess is they're just trying to keep her out of it because they obviously went with Kyrie Sane. Which was a dope match. They got downgraded to a triple threat. But to me, I think that was still a great match. Nikki Cross is starting to grow on me. I, I wasn't so much of a big fan of her, but like she's starting to grow on me. I like her little crazy style. Candice LeRae is Candice. You know, she's she's just great at what she does. She took a lot of spots in that triple threat match, and you know what? Shout out to her. Like she took a lot of shit in that match, and way more than the other girls. So, th- you know, thanks for being the you know the Kyle O'Reilly of the match because she took all the spots in there. I haven't seen, like, I'm not going to play it like, oh, I've seen so much, but from the bit of clips that I've seen of her on Twitter, or not Twitter, but, like, on YouTube, she's fucking tough. I mean, besides, you know, wrestling with guys and all that, but, I mean, like, she's she's been bloodied. Bloodied. You know what I mean? Looking like Stone Cold back in the day, bloody face drenched. And that's a chick. We don't never see, and we will never probably see it in WWE. But, like, she's she's a little tough-ass, man. So, yeah, she could take them spots. It ain't nothing to her. Don't let the little, you know, her demeanor fool you. Like, she's not about Yeah, she will totally go all out with that shit. But then, obviously, like I said, I mean, great match all in all. Kyrie Sane, new number one contender. I can't be happy. I, I can't be any happier about that. Yeah, I, I had a tweet. Shout-out to Triple H. You know, shout-out to NXT. Like, man, <laughs> that's the best best possible feud you can have right now for the women's division so uh i think but i think right now it's time to call up nikki cross oh yeah man i've i've always felt that she should have got called up from jump but then at that point in time when sanity got called up 
and I took a look at the women's roster. Now we're starting to see these girls more because they're starting to bring them up now, you know, from the Vanessa Bournes and shit like that. We're starting to see more people besides Lacey and Dakota. But at that point in time, they didn't have anybody. So it was just obvious to me that they kept Nikki back just because she needed they needed somebody for the women's division. But now that you're, you know, you have your signees and you know you're going to get more women on the brand after the May Young Classic wraps up. Whoever the winner is, I'm pretty sure ain't going to go to the main roster. They're going to end up going on NXT like Kyrie did. So, yeah, it's time for her to go up. Let her join the guys. What Do you, do you want her to stay by herself or do you want to see her join Sanity? Well, join Sanity, but, I mean, obviously get your women's division matches off. Like, oh, yeah, obviously. definitely. I mean, just like she did in NXT, she was with the boys, but she she was still in the, in the trying to be in the title picture and shit. Oh, of course. you. Well, that's the whole gimmick of Sanity. You don't mess that up. Yeah, man. I, I, yeah, I'm with it, man. I, I hope that they bring her up. I mean, NXT will be just fine. They're probably going to end up taking the belt off of Shayna and putting it on Kyrie, which is long overdue. Shayna was a more... I'm not a big fan of Shayna, but I will say this on record. She was a better champion than Ember Moon to me. Only thing Ember Moon had is her finisher to me. And this is not me just trying to talk shit. Like, I'm more interested in a Shayna Baszler match than I am an Ember Moon match when yeah. she was on the show. So that's what I'm meaning by that. I'm not trying to shit, but that's just how I feel about it. But, you know, finally Kyrie, the winner of the first May Young Classic, is, it looks like she's finally going to get her crown. I'm happy about that. Yeah, I've been raving about her for weeks, so... You know, thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> Somebody shit. I mean, uh, maybe we're just in tune and they're just, you know, a couple blocks behind. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Try to call at least one thing a week. At least one to right, two. Right, man. We got to yeah, gotta keep this track record going, man. <laughs> but, yeah, did you have anything on NXT? Because, like I said, man, besides what, Cassius Ono had a quick match. They had a Ricochet promo, a Velveteen Dream promo. Uh, yeah, we had a Street Profits promo. Yeah, it was like a lot of promos. That's what I'm saying. Uh, we had, I think we like... had a War Machine promo. Yeah, dude. Like... Like, I, was, I was a little pissed, dude, because I, you know, I, I always tune in for NXT. Yeah, I look forward to and, fucking Wednesdays to see and, NXT. And, and fuck, I think we got like good six, seven promos. We got we got EC3, uh, 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 Kona Reeves. Yeah. What do you think about that as a possible rivalry? I'm with it. Because they both think they're the shit. That's what I'm saying. That's why I was kind of confused by Kona. Because I'm like, you already got that basically in a better version of it in EC3. Why would you try to bring a guy out with the same type of character? But hey, if you're going to let them clash, I'm all with it. I'm all with it. Like, fuck it. I mean, Kona needs something. And I don't mean this in a knock. But I guess they're going to be doing Dream versus EC3 again. Or or is this going to be their? I could have swore they had a match together already at a at a takeover NXT. I, they were involved in the same ladder oh, match. Oh, okay, okay. So correction, I stand corrected. This is gonna, they're going to have their first match at uh, Takeover Brooklyn. I'm kind of yeah. It's time for EC3 to face somebody new because they've been doing promos. They did the shit when they were over in the UK together, you know, tagging together and all that kind of shit. Like so, yeah. Please let Takeover Brooklyn be the last. Let Dream elevate, and I would be perfectly fine. With him going against Kona. Like, maybe Kona costs him his match at TakeOver. Give uh, Velveteen Dream that win, and then now you have a legit reason to want to beat this dude's ass. Yeah. <laughs> well, of course. I mean, EC3, I like, uh, we were watching the other week. The, oh, old, the older shit? Yeah. Was back when he was Derek Bateman? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like damn, dude, we're well, a totally different person. So whole, different. A whole man. lot of tanning and a whole lot of roids. <laughs> Dope, man. But, yeah, that should be a good rivalry. Yeah, man. I, I, yeah, hopefully that 
is eventually down in the pipeline because I don't know what else they're going to do with Kona, what, just have him do squash matches. So I, I, that was how I would book it. I would have Kona maybe do some, as the weeks lead on, maybe a promo here or there, and then let him, like, be a interference or a distraction, and that'd be the reason why EC3 loses the dream. Let them tear the house down and shit. Let them do their match, get their spots off, but towards the end, let Kona come out and do something to be interference or distraction, and then they can lead into their program and Dream is off to the races wherever he's going. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, as far as NXT, I guess that's going to wrap it up on NXT. And I didn't have too much to talk about, but uh, there's just one last thing I want to touch. Like, this is the second week I'm kind of touching on some, you know, shit that's race-related. But I wanted to ask you your opinion. What is your opinion about Hulk Hogan being reinstated into the WWE Hall of Fame? And basically, being back a part of the WWE, they can use him in any kind of capacity now. I mean, obviously, you can't deny what he did for the sport. You know, yeah. for for wrestling, but I mean, you know, it's just really just up to who you are. Like, if anybody can go on YouTube and listen to what he said, so it's like, I, I really don't like it. I mean, you know, I I could see you know if this was like a, you know, a tweet from when Hogan was like eighteen or you know when he was young and not experienced in the world and you're a super grown yeah like like you're you're a really grown-ass man like you know damn well you've you've wrestled with people like the junkyard dog and shit and you know damn well you probably didn't say this shit to their face so to me it just really comes off just a bunch of bullshit he doesn't really mean his apology it's just like did you read this shit yeah like that is what blew me it didn't seem sincere at all you're apologizing because you got fucking caught now, disclaimer, once again, like you just touched on, there's no taking away what he's done for this wrestling business. Yeah. From the beginning to the NWO, all that, you know, the match with Rock, everything. There's, not, there's nothing that can be done to take that away. That is cemented in history. But we're talking about someone's character here. Yeah. I look at that man completely different. And then the fact that you go into the WWE or backstage and talk to most of the roster that is a good portion of its different races besides white. Yeah. And you say this half-assed apology where you're basically apologizing because you got caught. And the the dangers of, you know, what you say can be recorded without you knowing. Like, basically, you're telling people, you can be racist, just be careful what you say that shit with. Yeah, of course. So, I can, I feel when, uh, I believe it was Kofi that tweeted what he said. And, and that was a really elegant way of putting it. Like, he didn't down Terry at all. He was just letting you know, like, yeah, that wasn't heartfelt, and we're not really rocking with that. But, you know, yeah. WWE is free to do what they want. Same thing with Titus O'Neil. Yep. You can't, that, you can't expect black people to feel comfortable and cool with you just because you're the fucking hoaxer, dude. You said some ignorant shit, man. Like, there's nothing that, no, that, that type of half-ass apology ain't going to do it. No. So, I'm just, I mean. Maybe, I he, may, well, maybe he was off Ambien. <laughs> fucking knows, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. That's could a be thing now. That's a thing now. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, shit. Just being a halfway fucking decent human being, you listen to that and it just makes you cringe. Like, there's just no fucking room for it. It's 2018. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know, obviously he's cemented, so it's whatever. But and I understand mistakes happen. People make mistakes, but that's a different type of mistake. Man. Yeah, that's same a, way. There's a different type of heat. There's a different type of booing. There's different types to everything. That is a different type. <laughs> like I'm sorry, it's not the same. It's not the same type of mistake. Oops, my bad. Yeah, it's just you said that shit with conviction. You know what I mean? Like, 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 like you had no hesitation in saying what you said. Like that's that's another reason that makes it kind of hard for me to forgive you or even want to be a fucking Hulk fan anymore. Yeah. 
I I don't even want to see him in a WWE ring anyways. Like why why We're fine. Like what are you what is he gonna come back for? I understand Dream has his shit Hollywood Dream or whatever, you know, had it has little Twitter shit for a while. But then how yeah, I will shit. How do you think after uh he might not have been there, because obviously he's part of the NXT roster, but how do you think Dream would feel? Like, oh, yeah, we're going to try to have you and Hulk do a program, you know, because you had that Twitter exchange. He probably ain't going to want to fuck with Hulk either. Yeah. So, all in all, I just think it was a, a bad decision by WWE. First rumors came out saying that it was recorded for a future um, thing that they'll probably do on the network. And then after people started talking shit about how tasteless it was that they would film that bullshit. WWE sent out uh, something retracting it, saying that, no, we didn't record it. We're not going to eat. That was private. Record so what? that they recorded the apology. Suppose that, that was the first rumors that uh, from that night of Extreme Rules, before Extreme Rules even went on, I believe, that the rumor came out that uh, WWE filmed an apology from Hulk Hogan when he talked to the uh, roster backstage oh. before the show. And then they try to retract it. Oh, no, we didn't record that. That was just a legit, you know, moment between him and the roster. There was a lot of hugs and, you know, people were embracing him. And, but, like, I don't really believe that. Because then rumors come out. I mean, Titus cleared it up. But, you know, basically it was somewhat true, though. Like, people weren't feeling it. Everybody wasn't all with it. So I'm not going to go too long. I just, it, I just felt like it was something that we could talk about, something that was relevant to talk about. Because, you know, it, it is a big thing. I feel like it was kind of senseless. You put him back in the Hall of Fame, but you kind of could have just did it on the low. Yeah. You didn't have to make a spectacle of it. Then even let people know that there was a meeting taking place. Because now people got to find out what was said. And now to me, like for a person like me, it just fucked your character up even more in my eyes. Like I'm not really, I'm really not rocking with you now. Yeah. Well, you know, I just, I didn't really want to touch on it too much, but yeah, you know, I mean, just listening to it, that shit's stupid and just a lot of ignorance and, just ain't no place for it. Hell no, nah, man. But, all right, man, I'm going to get off that. And I believe that's going to bring us to the end of this week's episode. If you hung in there the whole episode, we really appreciate it. Tune in next week for episode six. Going to be right back in the mix. But until then, we're going to end up hollering at y'all, man. All right.